everybody. Welcome back to Cats on Film Pod. I'm Ray Island here with my co-host Skipper. Thank you for joining us every Tuesday as we review cats and film. You can support the show at pod.fan slash cats on film pod. Spoilers ahead. Today we're reviewing Dr. Seuss's The Cat in the Hat from 2003, riding on the success of Jim Carrey's Grinch movie. Let's recap. Mike Myers plays a furry black and white taxi type cat person who makes an unexpected visit to a couple of suburban white kids. That was a giant cat. That's impossible, isn't it? It's entirely impossible. Look, I'm a cat that can talk. That should be enough for you people. Hard to tell. There's a brief shot of a spayed and neutered certificate that lists his species as feline question mark and breed as unknown. And yet he still gets hot for blonde white human ladies, both Joan and Paris Hilton in her rave cameo. <coughs> Recognizing that iconic hat's influence on the rave scene is a great visual joke in the pulsing crowd of dancers. Anyways, the cat himself also wears a red bow around his neck and cartoony white gloves. There's a prosthetic nose that looks like what they used on the Who's of Whoville in the Grinch movie. <coughs> I think they managed to keep him from looking truly monstrous and the expressive wiggly ears and swishy tail look great. They really add to the performance. True, his behavior isn't very feline. He's got basic stereotype feline characteristics, such as not liking dogs and disrespecting fish, but he completely lacks cat-like grace when he falls from the ceiling. Little known fact, cats always land on their tushy. <laughs> Thought they always landed on their feet. Oh, sure, now you tell me. A rump. <laughs> The cat doesn't have a feline-sounding voice, either. He's mostly doing a kind of vaudeville comedian shtick, with a bit of Burt Lair's Cowardly Lion mixed in. Then there are all the 20th century pop culture references that would not be entirely socially acceptable nowadays, and maybe shouldn't have been in 2003. They include a Carmen Miranda, a Spanish matador, and a Rastafarian stoner. And why so much disrespect for Mrs. Kwan? She's the one named character who's not white, and she gets thrown around and sat on in most of her scenes. <coughs> yes, back to the cat person. He's not the only cat shown in the movie, although the others get very little screen time. <coughs> I agree, the birthday party pinata that's cat-shaped is all kinds of disturbing. So relieved they tied the rope around his torso and not his neck. <coughs> oh, the other cat is an actual live cat. It's a fluffy white kitty who's on screen for just a few seconds. When the lead characters are leaving downtown in a yellow convertible, the kitty is in the arms of a middle-aged white guy in a pink suit and hat. He looks startled by the giant cat in the hat behind the wheel of the car. Yeah, and the red and blue things one and two and back. Then after the cat and kids get back to the house, there's a brief gag of the cat hitting a tennis ball off screen that triggers sound effects for crashing glass and a yowling hurt cat. Yep, both hacky and using violence against cats for so-called comedy. Certainly didn't make me laugh either. He does silently mouth an apology, but that doesn't make up for perpetuating a harmful trope. And right after calling out the cruelty of forcing cats into bags. Not cool. Overall, how do you rate the feline representation in Dr. Seuss's The Cat in the Hat? Two out of four paws for this cat in the hat. He's certainly got the cat person look down, but very little feline behavior. 
plus some anti-cat violence. Thank you for listening to Cats on Film Pod, which is voiced and produced by Ray Island, with music by The Dose Man and additional sounds from freesound.org. Follow us online at Cats on Film Pod on Instagram and Podfan. Cats on Film Pod!